and welcome to another episode of Things and Stuff, the show where we talk about things and stuff. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy, alongside my best friend and co-host, Alex. Hey. We've got a good show for you today. Um, if you watch our Instagram live story, you know, but this one might be a little bit shorter. I'm a little bit tired. Have not gotten a lot of sleep in the last uh, few days. Been working a lot. That was a good plug there for the Instagram live. I don't think we've ever actually talked about the fact that we go live on Instagram before we record. Yeah. Well, now I just did. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. A little tired. Maybe delusional. Maybe inspirational. We don't know. <laughs> inspirational. <laughs> I didn't know what to go with the yeah, antithesis with the of third, that. The, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, oh, whatever. I Again, might be inspirational. Tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, before we get going, as usual, Alex, please tell people how you're doing. Uh, doing well. It started raining. Which I was excited about because you get to bust out the sweatshirts, the sweatpants, the hats. It's not just the rain. It's like it's cold. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't mind the rain, but just it's cold. Two downsides to the rain. One downside, it's, it's raining. It's wet. You go outside <laughs> and you get wet. <laughs> Today, I was at Fred Meyer and in a probably 20-second walk from the door to my car, I had taken a shower. <laughs> yeah. A very yeah. cold shower. It was yeah. also yeah. hailing. Hailing. It was also hailing over by you? Just briefly. Mm. Just this Wait, flash. Uh, today, I stepped outside maybe 30 seconds, and it like started and stopped <laughs> in Dang. that 30 seconds, but I, I was thoroughly soaked. You just reminded me of a funny story, but I want to let you get to your things first. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but the other, so the other, the other bad thing about rain, how people drive. <laughs> Yeah, you would think for a state, not just a city, a state where it rains so much that yeah. people would know how to drive. We're half underwater, You'd yet be wrong. people still are like, oh, water. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Although, I, I will say, I started, I don't think it is, though. No, it's not. I it's don't not. think it is. I've been it's in not. the car. Even <laughs> it's not the Californians. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's a little damp they're out. They're like, why are you going so slow? Yeah, yeah. They're like, you don't stop here. You just roll through. Okay, so today... I saw this guy merging onto the freeway. Actually, he was t- he's getting onto the on-ramp. Yeah. Taking a right turn. Came in a little hot. Not like any hotter than usual. Just, yeah, taking a right turn onto the on-ramp. Yeah. And he came in doing a regular freeway speed, driving a Mazda Miata, little tiny car. Ah, Miata. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> he goes around the corner, and the back end just continues turning. Oh, you saw this happen. I, uh, well, I, I saw the, not to make a pun, but the tail end of it. <laughs> uh, it was Doug, my friend at work, who pointed it out to me. He's like, look at this guy. And I just see this this guy going the wrong way out this on-ramp. And I'm like, what Is it happened? because he like, did a full he 180? Com- he did a complete 180 and was trying to right his car frantically because there was about to be a green light in, of traffic Cars coming toward him. Um, apparently, tires. yeah, he'd gone in a little too fast. It was just—it's the first rain of the season. Apparently, yeah, the roads are not prepared for it. Not a as little porous, slick. little slick, a lot of oil and whatever mm-hmm. residue left yeah. in there. So yeah, it's a little slick, but still, you don't have to go forty on two hundred five. Yeah, yeah, it makes the horrible traffic even worse. Yeah, I got you. Got you. Got a story. Well, you do you have something else, and then I'll, I'll get going on this. All right. But it, it's really short. Don't don't hype it up. All right. Jeremy, I've been listening to something this week that yeah. I think you're going to really like. It looks like you're about to reach down and <laughs> grab something. I'm like, did you bring something? No. But I, just, I, thought, <laughs> I, I, I was wanted, like, I saw you walk in. You didn't have anything. I wanted to make sure I said the right name. <laughs> okay. Because it, it has a colon in the name. So anyway. Okay. This is an Audible original. Okay. I've not used Audible, but this thing is free until November, Mm -hmm. so worth listening to now. Okay. It is called The Homefront, 
American voices during World War II. Hmm. It, I'm not like super into history or anything, mm-hmm. but let me tell you, this piece is so interesting. It's just basically all about public opinion and how Americans are behaving and treated in World War II. And it goes through everything, like every single aspect and breaks it down in like these bite-sized what do you mean, episodes. What do you mean how they were tr- like, so this is <clears throat> like current, right? It's a contemporary piece. Like people have recorded it now, right? Yeah. So it's not like old record, old audio. Oh, it's all, cl- it's, yeah, it's inner, it's interspersed throughout. So it's so narrated. there is old audio. There is old audio. They, they, like the first episode, they are going through like fireside chats and doing like FDR, talking to the American people kind of thing. And then, yeah, they, then there's just, they pull from different uh, historical sources that have done oral history things. So mm-hmm. they have recordings of actual people who were there. And so this is just about what the cultural climate was during World War II. Yeah. But every single aspect of it. And it's like from start to finish for World War II. And gotcha. it's so interesting. Like it talks about what, how women were treated and how women behaved and talks about how racist the entire country was and how like Jews were treated and how black people were treated and uh, the Japanese people. And interesting. it's so interesting. And they talk about like how oh, it's so good, but the reason you're going to want to listen to it. And this is, I've been bearing the lead on this one. Mm-hmm. It's narrated by former president Jed Bartlett. No <laughs> way. Seriously? Mar- Martin Sheen is the voice of this this thing. So, like, Oh, man. And it's eight hours long. I can't listen to him read a dictionary. I tell you, this is like, it's the most riveting Wait, you said it's content. eight hours long? It is, it, there's, it's so, eight hours of content. But each one is so it's it's like a, an this, hour, eight hours. One hour episode type of thing? Uh, uh, they're kind of, they vary in length. So the one I'm in right now is about a half hour, a little bit above that. They've been as short as 10 minutes and some of them have been like 45. Oh, wow. So it's just kind That's of varies, but it, and it depends on the content. Like the ones that are a little heavier, obviously are more loaded with content because it seems like they're doing everything. But it's so interesting to me listening to this and hearing, I feel like a side you don't, that is not as well taught, I don't think. Like going up, learning about World War Two, you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, everybody did their part, and we were mm-hmm. all doing things, and it was like, no, no, people were terrified and hated everything about it, the yeah. World War. One of the things I always thought was interesting in high school was um, the quote that history belongs to the victors. Mm-hmm. You know, that one always stuck with me, and how like clearly, not only did we go to school in the United States, but like we've won- we won those wars, and so it's like, oh, we're always the good guys. And it's like. Well, yeah, you know, so yeah, interesting to hear more details. You know, well, the thing I was talking about. So Doug recommended this to me. Um, the thing we were talking about was like when you learn about World War Two, you think about how. Okay, say like there, say there's a spectrum of like and good not and to evil. take this out of context. I'm not saying we were not the good guys during World War One or two. I was saying oh in yeah, history. No, no, this is about that. Though. Yeah. Um, so you, you think of it like a good and bad spectrum where like zero is neutral mm-hmm. and on either end yeah. there's 10 and 10 and like you're like, okay, Nazis like way in the, the bad side or whatever. Yeah. But just that for the sake of this illustration, like good, the allied powers right there at the five, like mm-hmm. good, nice and five. And then Nazis, the, the, negative, the, the yeah. Japanese, yeah. like right there, negative five or whatever. Yeah. And then, but really it's all kind of shifted over. So like we're maybe three or two and they're at like seven, you know, or it's like, we're definitely 
we're not as good as we thought we were because yeah. of the attitudes of the country and stuff are just like yeah. crazy. Yeah, I believe it. Um, not surprised. And then hearing the parallels to some of the things going on today, are, it's super. It's just so interesting because you just. I feel like you when you learn about World War II, obviously you're learning about the war. You're not really thinking about. Oh yeah, what, what did the public think about that? Mm-hmm. Or like, how did the public learn about things like that? Oh, they didn't. Okay, that's interesting. I kind of like what we've been we have going on. Back to back weeks, we have a must read and a must listen. Two very important topics: one about World War II, one about Carly Rae Jepsen. So we're keeping up with the theme. <laughs> very <of> deep <laughs> content. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so my things before we get the show actually rolling um, are much less interesting. Um, so as you said, the seasons are changing. Right, it's starting to rain, get colder, etc. There's a tree right out right outside of my apartment that just dumps leaves on my deck. Oh, uh, right, yeah, and it annoys me. Sure, because the people at my apartment they uh, leaf blow all the sidewalks, but because I'm on the second story, they don't come up here. Oh, why? So just leaves all by my door. They just leave it out there. Exactly. So the <laughs> other day, before it rained, I swept all the leaves off. Nice. On my side, right? Because the deck, there's two apartments. There's an apartment over there. Yeah, and like a pretty clear separation. Yeah, so I swept all leaves on my part. Yeah. So there's still leaves on the other side. Yeah. Not as many, but still leaves on that side. Sure. Um, Then I go to work. And then I come back. And then I leave for, I'm leaving work the next day. And there's a pile of leaves just on my doormat. What? Passive aggressive much? Seriously. I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> like everything else was slept someone left just a pile of leaves like this one had to take two trips like they had like two handfuls like backpack size like big handfuls right of leaves just on my mat what the and I'm heck like, are you kidding me <laughs> so what did i do i what? swept it off uh-huh and then I went and swept off the neighbor's side. Nice. You know, kill him with kindness. Turning that cheek. Right? So yeah. I'm like, if you thought that I, like, are you mad that I just swept off my side? Or, or do you think, think that I swept it onto your side? Either way, this is dumb. So I swept off their side. Nice. Right? Well, then now now I come back today from work today and there's just a bunch more leaves all over because it rained. Yeah. So not only are there leaves there, they're soggy. It's just gross. Right? Yeah. So I'm sweeping off all these leaves and they're um, like, and it's, now it's wet underneath. So it's just like a sloppy mess. It's uh-huh. getting muddy. Yeah. And um, I'm sweeping them off my deck and the person in the apartment below me comes out and goes, Hey dude. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, so you're the one who put the leaves on my mat. <laughs> it was the downstairs neighbor because when I was sweeping, some of the leaves went on to like by their sidewalk, not even by their door. Like, cause Oh. There's an overhang. Yeah. So it didn't, it's not like I was dumping them onto their side, but it's like, so because there was a little leaves on your side now, oh, it was so silly. I'm like, oh, Boy, whatever. Th- doesn't theirs get blown out by the yeah. leaf blowers? Yeah. Yeah. So he was mad that I was sweeping them and they were falling onto his sidewalk. So what are you going to do about it? Well, I, I went down and slipped off his sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause he was right. You're going like, to be doing a whole complex. Well, cause long. he was just like, dude, I'm like, okay, I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. So I like finished sweeping off my deck and then I went and I just brushed off the few leaves that fell on by his sidewalk. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. But I was like, but he seemed a lot nicer. Cause my actual neighbor, I've seen him like a few times and he does seem like a weird dude. Oh, like one of them who would put a handful of leaves on my, yeah. <laughs> he would just try to get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was one thing. Um, what else has been going on? I've been working a lot. We, we are both now doing whole 30. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, happening. Meal prep is going well. Yeah. 
you're three days in i'm 10 days in i can't understate how important the sous vide has been the sous vide method has been in this cooking process i bet oh my gosh we um slow cook we had to have a crock pot pot slow cooker yeah and so we did a whole chicken yeah you did we did a slow cooker chicken it was delicious also did you get the book as recommended uh we're borrowing it so you do have the book not yet oh we're borrowing it from somebody in our community she was she was sick so we didn't we haven't seen her yet gotcha again read the first part of the book first 52 pages yeah at least yeah because the rest of it is a cookbook but then it just explains a lot it's really good it's been it hasn't been that huge of a change other than dropping out like cutting out the snacking no like the rules of it yeah under like there weren't no, that totally. big of a thing but like reading about why you're doing these things and why it's good for your body yeah and why people do whole 30 that's interesting and you should read about it something that happened to me today that i think might have been whole 30 related i was probably five minutes short of crapping my pants on the way to work today <laughs> your your digestive system is adjusting oh it's cleansing let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> I, I like dropped erica off at work and maybe two minutes down the road all of a sudden oh, oh no. no that's not a fart that i trust <laughs> it, exactly that's exactly what it was but it was like that that bloated like mm-hmm. pain i need to get this out of me however i can kind of feeling it took 16 episodes and we're full on to poop talk all yeah. right so alex what's your thing <laughs> <laughs> My thing is, Jeremy, poop. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) I want to talk about camping. All right. What about camping? Why on earth do we go camping? I say this as a person that enjoys camping. I was going to say, this is surprising. I didn't know what opinion you were going to bring into camping. And why do we go camping? Um, I could give you uh, um, the old Jeremy BS called reason why we go camping. Well, hit me with that. And then we'll do some real topics. All right. (laughs) Some real discussion here. Well, Alex, see, we go camping because we need a we need the time and opportunity to reconnect with nature. You know, like this is a time where we're separated from the clutter and the hectic stress of our work life. You know, and the elect like you just t- take some time. To I mean, disconnect. this is good. This yeah, is good thought, for just on the spot. I thought yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. That's, that's not bad, <laughs> and it makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, I need to disconnect, get away for a little while. It's a vacation, kind of. I think it's fun just of. to do stuff that you don't do every day yeah but that's not why i go camping but i just think that like apart from the reasons i just gave like it legitimately is a way to disconnect reconnect with nature you know um like go for a hike to take some perspective you know like when you're out camping wherever like all of the beauty that's around you that is not man-made you know Uh uh-huh take some time to like reflect on that yeah and then i guess like there's so much stress in our lives all the time. Like when you're out there, like you're trying to like shed some of that by putting yourself in more of a survivalist situation where there's, there's not, not so much stress as it, it depends is. depends on what level of camping you're doing. I feel like there's some people who are legit just like living off the land camping, but most like when you and I go camping at worst, we're in a tent in a place that we're near our car and if we <laughs> needed to we could go back to civilization in a brief amount of time we have a george foreman grill exactly a fire, we're not we're gas. not roughing it really you know well that's the thing is when i feel like most of us go camping 
and there are the few exceptions, the campers that enjoy it quite a bit, mm-hmm. the avid yeah. campers, they'll just take a backpack or whatever. Just but, a backpack. But for uh, you and I and most I average people. I almost said that wrong. What did you say? <laughs> it said just a backpack and a hammock. And I was like, I almost said that wrong. And it reminded me of the Netflix special where he talks about hammocks. Anyway, <laughs> I have to show you this clip. It was from the stand-up. So I, would, I told you to watch that a while ago. I know. I still haven't watched it. So funny. Okay. The, <laughs> that was my turn. Of thought. For you and I, camping is not roughing it in any sense of the word other than sleeping in a tent. And being really cold at, at night. Yeah, so as of late, it's gotten even less of camping for me. Yeah, because you, <laughs> you even go with Natalie's family going in the trailer, which is, <laughs> by know. all means, a wonderful experience. It's so great. I and love there's, it. There's something to be said about that. But still, you could go to national parks every day and go outside and enjoy nature, tap into it, and then go and stay in a nice, warm hotel. I don't know. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, Eric and I are g- getting ready to do another tent camp in the living room. Because every once in a while, that's kind of fun. Yeah, it's a great idea. But, like, I was like, why Why do we even have a tent? Why do people have tents now? Because nobody nobody wants a tent. There's an alternative. I feel like when if you went, like, hiking and did all of the day activities, but then you went and stayed in a hotel or, like, we've been saying, like, I feel like... That takes away a big part of what a lot of people are looking for, you know. Maybe not us, but I feel like a <laughs> huge majority of what other people are like trying to do, like to be able to just fall back on all your ways, you know, when you go back to a hotel, like, oh, okay, well, cool, now I'm gonna watch TV before I go to bed, or all right, well now I'm gonna like I'll be on my phone for blah blah blah. You know, it's just like I feel like the whole point is to decompress and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So I feel like it is in. important to sometimes completely unplug. I like what you guys do on Saturdays too. Like you guys disconnect, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. a good thing too. And I feel like not everybody does that. So sometimes camping every once in a while is a good way to not only disconnect, but like to also, you know, get more in tune with wilderness and nature. Yeah. I, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm in total agreement. And to be clear, I like camping quite a bit. I tent camping too, but I just, there are so many things with camping where it feels like we try to make camping <laughs> as much of not camping as possible. That, that is true. <laughs> All the things that people bring camping, it's like, how can I, this is a portable blah, blah, blah. That is like, then why didn't you just bring, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> then why didn't you leave? You know? I brought this thing. What it does is it converts any tree to a shower. Yeah. <laughs> it works perfectly. That sounds awesome. That does sound awesome. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that would be pretty easy. Oh, you just need you need the like the rod that comes out. Oh yeah, so that you can hang the curtains, uh-huh. and then you just need the shower head that you can just like attach into the. That so probably doesn't sound very sap, good. Would just sap be coming out of yeah, the tree? Yeah, yeah. You just <laughs> 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 no. You could get like a, a hose and then but, a bucket. Well, what do you put the hose? You, well, you could siphon from a from a nearby stream. Fair enough. F- fresh water. Yeah, very fresh water, cold. I think you're onto something. The camping shower. I'm sure it's been invented. I kind of want to look it up. You know what? If this exists, write in to say your thing at Gmail. I really want to look it up right now. If the camping shower is a thing. I mean, they definitely did it on Top Gear, where they brought it. They had a portable shower system, but they attach it to a car. But you can yeah. probably just attach that to a tree and whatever water source you have. Yeah, that's fair enough. Now, would you ever? Well, okay, but he had a big tank that he had that he was just like dumping water from the tank. That's a good point. But you could just bring the big tank. Maybe there's a collapsible tank 
fill it with water. You fill it with water from a nearby stream. This is a top. This is a thing for my topic. And then you, <laughs> this is a good point. <laughs> but then you put the thing okay under like the uh, the George Foreman grill to heat it up. <laughs> you put it over the. I feel like if it's. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not gonna break this. You can, <laughs> this use, down, you can use the this fire. Hypothetical you can down. use the fire. You can't control the fire quite as well as the George Foreman grill. That's what I'm saying. You might as well just heat it up on the grill. <laughs> throw, the, throw that shower on the bobby. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dissect. Would this you ever? Would you ever do the? Uh, what's that? Show? Oh, Dual Survival. The show that we, I, we loved. Dual Survival. <laughs> that was our. <laughs> That was our show. That is the, if you haven't seen Dual Survival, it is exactly what it sounds like. It's two bear grills, yeah. but they're opposite. One person is like a military guy, yeah, tools and hunting, and one is just nature. No just, shoes. The man wears no shoes. Regardless they switch of where. it because they, they have like after X amount of seasons, they got a new military guy, and I think they got a new nature guy. I like our nature guy. Yeah, ponytail, real hippie, real hippie. Talking about being in but tune. But Dual Survival, oh, man. That was a hilarious and great show. It was so good. Informational. Why did we watch that all the time? We were just bored downstairs I mean, yeah, playing like games. Yeah, we were in high school and like, well, you know, I'm kind of done playing Call of Duty. Let's... What's on TV? Dual Survival? Oh, yes. We got a barefoot guy walking through the Sahara Desert. That sounds awesome. I just remember watching that. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so what was your question about Dual Survival? Would would I ever do that? Absolutely yeah, would you not. ever? You, should you, could you and I ever, do you think, do, oh, Dual Survival? No, we could not. If Even if we watched enough of the show before? I feel like the whole reason that you watch shows like that is so that in case you're ever stuck in a situation, you're like, wait, remember that one time I watched Dual Survival or Bear Grylls or whatever? I'm like... I think I know what to do in this situation. You'll never remember exactly, you know, but yeah. I feel like that's why in my mind I justify watching those shows. Do I ever think I could do any of those things? Absolutely not. No. Do you remember anything from Dual Survival? Um, I remember one time they were in Arizona. Okay. That's the one that comes to mind. Um, and always just like going like when you're, I remember um, he did like the hand binoculars. Okay. Yeah, uh, on how to like narrow your vision and to yeah. see what what you're looking for, and then when you're in a desert, always look for the lowest areas because that's where water will pool, and sometimes in crevices between like hills and stuff like that, there'll uh-huh. be a stream, and sometimes the streams are buried that you'll need to dig dig it up a little bit. But there there there's always, um, especially where the greenery is, even in deserts, there's probably a source of water. Follow up question: Did we only watch that episode of Dual Survival? Because that's all I remember too. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've watched several episodes. I remember one that was in, um, it was like in India or something like that. They're in like a thick jungle. The um, only thing I remember is use the hand binoculars in Arizona to find <laughs> a stream in a nearby. I don't know crevasse. why that one stuck out to us. I think we were so fascinated by the hand binoculars <laughs> and the fact that they worked. Like the thought of like, just I'm out in the wilderness, completely lost. Well, maybe my hand, maybe my fake binoculars that I made. It with worked my hands, though. It worked well. Like you're like narrowing does. down. Yeah. Um, follow up. Okay. Uh huh. To something that we brought up maybe five episodes ago. Oh. Um, I was bored. Uh, I was at home today. You know. Yeah. Turned on Netflix. I see that Magic School Bus is on Netflix now. The new one. Oh yeah. So I played on push play on episode one. How'd just, that go? Just to check it out, right? Yeah. Let's see. I don't know what I was expecting. Okay. <laughs> it's at the exact age level that I was when I watched it. Okay. Which is good. That's good. The animation is more current. Not as 
not the same as I was like. It's not the same type of animation. It looks more cartoony. It looks real low budge. It looks way more cartoony. But then you look at all the other kids' cartoons, and they're all that. They all look like that. Okay. So they all just spend they, nothing on there. They just brought animation. it to what it looked like, what things look like now. All right. That's fair. What is interesting about it, though, yeah, is that this new series of Badger School Buzz takes place the next year of the last magic school bus they are now in like fifth grade or sixth like whatever the grade they were in for all of the first part they are now in the next grade what yeah because they're like it's a new year right Uh uh-huh nothing will change spoilers things change because they have a new teacher now right miss frizzle is now a um professor oh that's why she left Interesting. I got this off in the first 10 minutes. I had to watch the first 10 minutes. That's good. We had to get the closure to, to your Miss yes. Frizzle experience. So Miss Frizzle is now a professor. Um, th- so they have her sister, who is the new science teacher. Typical nepotism. <laughs> sister <laughs> is the new science teacher. And um, it's all the same characters. It's just a year later. So yeah. they've changed some of their looks. Um one character left phoebe oh no she apparently went back to her old school again oh. this is all uh, why, exposition. why are they doing this this is all exposition <laughs> what I is got. the purpose of that because they introduced a new character okay trying to update it you know yeah but i think like kids now are they thinking like what what about my, my, my continuity no absolutely i'm pretty sure a most hard of these reboot kids, most of the kids have no idea they could have done a whole new class they could have kept it in fourth grade or whatever new yeah. group of fourth graders there's just like this weird episode where they're talking <laughs> about all these people they have no idea like who's phoebe why yeah. do they keep talking about phoebe being gone well they just in the very first part they're like um it starts off on the nerdy kid i forget what his name is he's like introducing everybody in the class and yeah. they're like this used to be phoebe's seat she went back to her old school that was it Phoebe was eaten when we were on Mars. <laughs> yeah, we don't so, talk about it. But yeah, it was uh, it was the Magic School Bus. It, w- it was definitely fourth grade. What were they teaching you about? Ecosystems. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Bringing it back to camping. Yeah, <laughs> camping in the in the. Why ecosystems? did I bring this up? TV shows, dual survival, dual survival, Netflix, Netflix. Yeah, we got there. Magic School Bus. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for following me on that little tangent. What's your best camping trip? Best camping trip. I feel like we've gotten a lot of good ones. Um, I feel like my favorite camping trips are also the ones that are not the most camping. You know, like lately we've been going in her uh, Natalie's parents' new RV. Yeah. Big one. Yeah, that's a game changer. Yeah. It's more like going on tour and just not having to play any shows or anything like that. Yeah, uh, definitely glamping, as they call it. In, in a wonderful way. Yeah, um... Nothing wrong with glamping. No, yeah. We went to, where did we go? It was on the like, By Hood River area. Yeah. Mary Hill or something like that. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I don't know. I like all of We've that. talked about Mary Hill. Yeah. I, oh, Good yes. Sand Hill. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I just like all, all the camping trips. I can't remember one that specifically sticks out. I feel like when we whenever we went to the ranch, that's not camping, but yeah. yeah. It's a similar vibe, though. You're yeah, going exactly. to disconnect kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Exactly. But that's more of a trip. What about you? What's your favorite camping trip? Best camping trip for me. Well, I have two and they're, they're, they're my favorites for two different reasons. Um, when I was really young, I can't remember what age, sorry, mom and dad, but my parents went with some other parents. We all went on this road trip from here to, and through Yellowstone 
and I think I remember Montana. that. So you knew me at this point. <laughs> I don't know. A few times. I feel like this was pre like middle school, and when I don't like I, I, I don't was, know. I was okay. barely. Maybe, maybe you went. Maybe I was very a few young. times. I think Riley was like three. Well, I knew Riley when she was three. <laughs> yeah, I I don't remember. <laughs> Again, sorry, mom, dad. No, I remember the trip. Yeah. I just don't remember when it was. But man, that was so much fun. It was me and my two at the time two best friends and their parents, Noel and Garrett, and oh, their nice. their siblings, and there was this other family who they that were also awesome. friends. But it's those type of memories, you know, like who you're doing it with. And oh all man, those just road yeah, tripping. We had walkie talkies. Everybody that's had their trailers. The, I told you. I told you that's essential. The key. You need the walkie talkies on these road trips. What were we talking about last time? I said you need walkie talkies. Uh, vacation, I think. Yeah, walkie talkies. Road trip, you need yeah, walk- yeah. Walkie talkies, you know, the dads playing pranks on each other, the kids pretending like they were a part of it. And like, <laughs> <laughs> like we, oh yeah, we did this. We totally helped them. I remember like one of the parents, one of the dads was this like huge Beaver fan. Probably the only like really adamant college football fan in the group. Mm-hmm. Maybe one other, but yeah, like everybody else was kind of a duck, more of a duck supporter mm-hmm. kind of thing. I think in my opinion, I think it was just because this guy was so into the beavers. So, at one of our stops, we had these magnetic U of O stickers, and uh, just his his car was plastered with U of O gear. That's and, hilarious. And put it put it in places that he wouldn't see until he was driving, or like oh really? The, like the final touch was putting it on his driver's side door, mm-hmm. but like by coming up and talking to him and like oh yeah, so I think we're gonna go this way, and then we'll <laughs> get on this exit here or get on this on ramp, and then just like placing it on the car like, while you're leaning against it, and so then we're driving down and. <laughs> he sees in his rearview mirror this little flag, <laughs> this little <duck laughs> flag or something. Like, it was like something like that. Uh, That's hilarious. But yeah, Yellowstone, beautiful. Yeah, here's another difference, though, is that I didn't go camping a lot probably until high school. Mm-hmm. If anything, my parents are the opposite of campers. They hate camping. Really? Yeah. You know this, my mom. My mom can you see my mom camping? No. No, she doesn't. Really she, oh, she cannot do. Which it. is like, so funny because you're going to the beach and stuff. That's mom would a little kill rough at camping. It. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. My mom would kill at camping. Yeah. No, she would not. Very resourceful. <laughs> resourceful. I don't. Okay. She's not. Maybe a not purposely camping, but if you were lost in the wilderness with your mom, you'd be fine. That's fair. <laughs> but she hates camping. Like she, she cannot like she calls like when we go to um sun river she calls that roughing it home <laughs> that's a luxury resort <laughs> yeah. yeah we we went to eagle crest i think that's what it's called right uh, another one yeah yeah eagle crest, to- and um it was like a three-bedroom house and there was like 10 of us so she was like all right we're camping i'm like mom we're in a sleeping bag on the couch like this is not yeah. camping <laughs> this <laughs> like, is comfortable <laughs> yeah oh my God. yeah my mom does not like camping that's awesome all. That's so funny. But what was your other your second memory? My other one was last summer. Erica and I got to go on our first like solo camping trip as a married couple. Totally different experience. Just like that was the first time where I was like, oh, I get it. Because camping, as it turns out, when you're not a kid, is a lot more work. Like Yeah, we talked about this. Surprising amount of work. Mm-hmm. A lot of but prep. man, it was so much fun. Like building a fire, walking to go find somebody that had marshmallows. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I got her into s'mores. I got yes, 
Erica, not into she s'mores. She wasn't into s'mores? She wasn't into... something you had to get her into s'mores? She doesn't... She likes everything about s'mores aside from marshmallow. She's not a huge fan of the marshmallow mm-hmm. in all forms, but especially the sticky gooey. She doesn't like the texture. She would like everything about s'mores and uh, if they weren't sticky I'm not and gooey. i talk. Natalie probably hates everything about s'mores. She oh, man. She would rather have just like put some bacon on a... I mean, that, I'm not opposed to that either, I guess. Wrap, a, wrap some bacon Through around Erica? marshmallows. What? Erica? No, no, Natalie. Natalie doesn't like bacon either. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, All right. Just cheese on marshmallows (laughs) to hide the taste. (laughs) She'll she'll melt cheese on a graham cracker. She's like, this is my s'more. (laughs) She's like, instead of a graham cracker, can I just use a wheat thin? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Over the fire, put some cheese on a stick. <laughs> That's an interesting take we have there. Over a campfire, put some little cheese on it, and then put it in. What, what, you do? what would be the chocolate in that type of s'more? Ooh, the chocolate in that. Well, first, wait. We so you use the little baby bell guys because I feel like that's the that's perfect marshmallow replacer. Yeah, put that on there. Get it a little melty, and use. then put that on a big old wheat thin. Let's do or triscuits what, instead trisc- of wheat yeah. thins because the triscuits so good. But you want a little bit bigger of a cracker. Right? That's true. Well, that's I mean, if you break a graham cracker in half, what, is it much? Or just whatever those big. Um, yeah. Those cheese crackers. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm down with those. All right. Okay. But, yeah, what is the cheese or what is the uh, the the chocolate? It would have to some, – something that can melt starts as more of a solid. Would it just be another cheese? I, you got a hard cheese and a soft cheese going on, double cheese with a – Or what if you did just like a, some sort of meat? A, a, a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're melting the cheese. You melt the cheese a little bit, get the cheese roasted, and then just put it on some meat and some crackers. A little bit of salami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that works. And that is a Natalie s'more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, camping. S'mores I think essential it's essential to camping. Yeah. There's a lot of things. Uh, yeah. Wait, I feel like this goes into my vacation topic, though, the things that I still want. I still want a book. I still oh, want yeah. this Well, time. we don't need to yeah. just discuss the perfect camping trip. But Yeah. No, I'm just saying. A lot of things that... I think camping is important. So why do we go camping? It's nice. Yeah. It's a fun, it's relaxing nice. thing to do. It's, it's the a most, weird It's a very thing. stressful, relaxing thing to do. It's kind of like the Christmas tree in that it's like, why do we do it? I, I don't... I, I kind of know. Mm-hmm. I kind of know. But mostly it's just because it's fun. I like it. It's nice. Yeah. Good point. All right. So here's my thing. Um, I don't know where I stumbled upon this question, but I thought it was intriguing and I thought I should share. Um... What do you think humanity's next great innovation will be? I don't think that needs a preface or anything like that. I feel like it's just a pretty straightforward question. Very interesting. What would you okay? What what do you think it will be, and then what do you want it to be? Ah, that's a good that's a good differentiation. Mm -hmm. What are what would you consider some of the most recent like big innovations? I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of energy stuff, you know. Sure. On um, how we power things. I feel like those are innovations. I feel like um, the big ones, though, are like the car. That's yeah. a huge innovation. And the okay. flying, landing on the moon. Those are big things, you know? Okay. Yeah. So you're thinking the light bulb, yeah. these type of things. What's the reaching next, way back for that one. Yeah. What's the next in, like big thing? Do you consider the phone to be one? Yeah. Okay. Especially what it is now to what I'm it was just trying before. to get to get to like figure out a scope. I wanted to say innovation so that you had yeah there's plenty more of things rather than just saying invention where you sure. just make something up yeah it's the first thing I thought of when like the next innovation is definitely going to be probably 
energy, like, but something probably Elon Musk led, you know, Mm -hmm. like they're, they're going to, they're talking about plenty that we're going to get something, whether Mm -hmm. it's the, the space stuff, which I think they're a little further away from than like, Mm -hmm. well, here's, here's what my, to set a little parameters, because there are always new innovations. I want to know what's the next big thing that in history they'll be like, this moment in humanity, you know? Yeah, this was a big thing. This is when we landed on the moon. This is when we, like, were able to fly, you know, like, you know, looking back, you know? Yeah. Um, Because when you brought you a lot in, there's two things that came to my mind. One, I think that space travel is going to get not only a lot more accessible, which it's doing right now, but it's going to become, like, at some point, space travel will be travel. Yeah. That'll be a huge innovation. Totally. Right? When space travel just becomes more travel, that will be a big thing. Yeah, that's going to be, like, the moment when it's like, yeah, this is kind of when humanity kind of left Earth. Mm-hmm. Not, like, left it behind, but, yeah, this and is I'm when not saying we it's, okay, branched When out. I said next, I didn't imply recent, like, soon, you know? Okay. So, but we can talk about it soon, too. Okay, yeah. But the one that I want to happen yeah, is teleportation. <laughs> all right so i wasn't thinking necessarily like that's not super realistic just going right into that possible no but i'm like teleport when i thought saw this question i'm like teleportation that's what i want sure (laughs) that's that's the innovation i want teleportation when we can move from one place to another like that i'd be so down for teleportation but that would kind of negate the flying innovation or the not flying well that too but the uh space travel because it'd be like well, well that's kind of the point of, thanks for all that r and innovations but, isn't it is to solve a problem that we were solving a different way that's before. a good point that's a good point so not only that you're, you're came thinking, out way better than i thought it <laughs> that you nailed that so first innovate space travel then realize you know what space travel still not very quick Still not very quick. I could snap my fingers and get to Mars. That sounds way better. Yeah, I think that would be cool. That um, would be cool. But I don't. But I feel like the space travel thing is probably going to happen. I think so. Not. I don't know that in our lifetime. No, and I, I don't but, think I'm talking. I'm not talking like no, science fiction type of space travel. Yeah, but like just how we get but just to like, the hey, moon. Like you know, spend a million bucks, you can go to Mars, and it'll be not that long. Yeah, of a trip. Yeah, but okay, but I feel like there's a lot more things that are happening in like, um, the medical field, like how are using robots and stuff to perform surgeries and like totally. microscopic. I feel like, I feel like uh, medicine is where there is the biggest opportunity. I feel like, I feel like because um, science or not science, um, space travel and all this space stuff, yeah, is not getting as much funding. You know, whereas yeah. it's more um, individuals funding it, yeah, and corporations. Whereas, like don't. everybody is trying to solve like medical issues, yeah. right? So there's billions of dollars of research going into X, Y, and Z. Sure, whether it's certain diseases or on how to treat um, like just different parts of the human body. So I feel like that's where the biggest opportunity is for new things to happen. That makes sense. I feel like when there's like. Like, even just think about how people are, like, um, like how athletes are getting treated for, like, torn ACLs, MCLs, oh, totally. or broken bones, and stuff like that. How different it is now than it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Right? So, oh, like, yeah. just imagine how, like, surgeries... And, and, like, okay, so Natalie's uncle went in for soldier, shoulder surgery... There you go. ...Monday, okay. right? 
so they like do a little incision or whatever yeah and then they like the, the how it blows my mind like how it how like hip replacements shoulder replacements how all these surgeries like the incisions are so tiny that like yeah. get in there oh, like blows my it's mind. mind-blowing yeah like, like how things are changing it's only going to get better totally in the next 10 years so that one is the one that's going to happen a lot quicker i feel like yeah i think so i never think that that's like one where like AI kind of comes into it, artificial intelligence. Yeah. I was listening to the Rooster Teeth podcast this week, mm-hmm. and they are talking about, like, well, they made a joke about, like, I'm not going to get into it, but basically this, this robot was at Comic-Con or something and kind of got mistreated a little bit. And, like, they were making jokes about it of, like, well, yeah, of course that's going to happen. People surround a robot. And, the, and then they kind of got to this point where, like, man, at some point, this these, like, us laughing at this might be, like, totally tone deaf. Like, we could get to a point where, like, AI is now like we think of them as something with a personality, you know, and we, we don't want to hurt them. <laughs> like, yeah, I was at like, some point oh. there might be uh, robot rights, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or at least we please don't make them movies. angry. They we they, we made them too much. Too yeah, powerful. here's another like the the news when like uh, Facebook had the artificial intelligence and then it started creating its own languages. And yeah. then I was like, okay, we got to shut that down. Turn that one. We've off. seen too many movies. We know how this one yeah. ends. You know. Yeah, we don't want you to. We don't want you doing that. Yeah. Did you see the thing today <laughs> that Facebook did? No. Oh, man. They were showing off their, like, this new VR thing. Mark Zuckerberg is championing. But basically, it's like this virtual tourism kind of thing, which I think is going to be awesome. Like, yeah. VR is super cool. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite recent things. Another uh, thing is augmented reality. So not just virtual reality, yeah. but augmented reality. So it's more of like, anyway. Yeah, so this is more of a virtual reality where you can go somewhere in the world, Mm -hmm. but also, like, I don't know, it seems like they did some sort of presentation where they had, like, these cartoon avatars and stuff, and they're talking about whatever whatever it is. But they went to Puerto Rico, current Puerto Rico, in this thing, and they're showing, like, the devastation of this hurricane. Like, yeah, you can... You can, it's like you're really there. And like you're just like with these cartoon avatars and like just basically saying, hey, like, so like a big disaster strikes, you can go and visit and see what it looks like after all it happens. It's like this weird tone deaf. Yeah, that is pretty tone deaf. Oh, it was I feel bad. like for things like that, though, like, don't they need like a drone or something to go and take capture all the imagery? All they just, I think. I don't know how it works, but it's like, you know, when they do Google maps, they have a car going around that has taking a bunch of pictures when you're turning around. So like, yeah, I feel like a lot of times to do that, you need 360. Like, is someone there from Facebook t-shirt and badge holding a 3d camera? (laughs) (laughs) Standing there like holding an awkward balloon. Just, well, this is not going to go over well. Yeah. No, I, but I imagine that they have, they've just set up 360 cameras in a few places that you can go visit and you just look around. Hmm, interesting. Maybe. I don't know. Okay, so we talked about medicine, talked about travel. What's something else that you were thinking? There's another travel one that is not as... I, well, I mean, to me, it's super exciting. But, like, the this Hyperloop thing... Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, that made me think of something. Continue. Oh, man. Hyperloop is so... Have you seen anything about it? Please explain. Hyperloop is... I don't know. It seems like magic, mm-hmm. but it seems like it's the... What you pictured in, like, all the... Like, those retro-futuristic... Um, posters and things where it's like these tubes and you get in these pods and the tubes and they change the air pressure so or something so that you can move along this magnetic field super quickly. Yeah. It's supposed to be like... Wait, so it's a one-person s- pod type of situation? I think it's like multiple people in a pod. It's okay. I to, thought it's it was like, more like a train. 
Yeah, it's going to replace a train. Yeah. Gotcha. That's the goal with it. But it seems like, yeah, like... I think they said a train, but you're in a super fast tube, isn't it? I think it's like minutes from like Portland to Seattle kind of thing. Like yeah. minutes to get there from mm-hmm. in this hyperloop thing. And it's like, that's crazy. Yeah. Here's the thing. So what um, Elon Musk had also suggested was that like, what we need to do is replace, like take all of our roads, put them on, like we need to be in tunnels, like put those underground. Right. Yeah. Um. So he had a huge plan of like, if we moved our like all of our roads underground, we were in tunnels and put cars on tracks. Yeah. You know? Um, kind of like a Minority Report, kind of like iRobot. Yeah. You know yeah. how the, how cars are moving. You could um, not only create more space for people up on the surface. You know. Yeah. Um, but you would also eliminate accidents. You know. Yeah, if cars are on tracks, you know, um, because then you because like with the technology that like cars already have with like the sensing, which that's another huge innovation, like sensing super cool all around, you know, and like automatic stop. Like if you if cars were on track, takes a little bit of control away from the humans. Like there's less opportunity for error. Uh So that was his big thing. But one of his other big ideas was tunnels, you know, and moving cars on magnets and whatnot. My big problem with the Hyperloop and these car tunnels and all these like awesome ideas for how to travel. Yeah. You know, and how to fix current traffic and stuff like that. Cause it's like his tunnel idea would also like not, it has too many pros, like eliminate yeah. accidents, create more space, reduce um, emissions. Like there's just like a, you could go on and on and on. Right. Yeah. Problem is um, like the current infrastructure you know, has taken hundred years to put together, right? Yeah. To r- replace it with everything, uh, yeah, would be impossible. Like you have it to is, just start would new be, cities everywhere. Yeah, it would be impossible to replace everything. Like, not only would it be too expensive to ever do, but yeah. like just thinking about like how you would replace everything. Yeah, I don't even know like how that would be ridiculous because not only do you have to replace the roads, then you have to be like. Sorry, you have this car. You can't use that anymore. Like, I know you got a car. This is now for show. Like, you can keep it, but you're not allowed on the road with these anymore. Like, so that, I mean, that is a realistic thing that could be happening soon. Like, like the the transition to, like, driverless driverless cars being mm -hmm. just a thing. Yeah. It's like, you have to, like, driving is over. We don't don't do the driving anymore. Mm -hmm. That would be interesting. That is another, like, when you're thinking about things that are going to happen. Oh, man, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Craziness. Because, so like, 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 I feel like, especially in cars, okay, so that's another thing. So, medicine, that's where a lot of technology is going to do. But also, auto, that's where a lot of things, are, like, innovation they're going into. Yeah. And so, like, how things are becoming more standard. Like, before, a few cars had backup cameras. Now, all cars have backup cameras. And a yeah. few cars have lane assist. Now, like, almost all cars have lane assist. And yeah. A few cars had auto stop. Now, all, like, you know. Yeah. The more, new one of those is a few cars have hybrid engines. And pretty soon, everything is going to be either electric or hybrid. Like, mm-hmm. uh, BMW said, I think, what, 2020, that all of their vehicles are going to be hybrid or fully electric. Mm-hmm. And I then, feel like when you say hybrid, too, a lot of people don't understand what that means. You know? No, yeah. It's like, oh, no, I don't want a hybrid car. I want to, like, I no, want Prius, you don't understand. BMW Prius. No, it's like you're using both. You know, that's what hybrid means. It's a combination of, yeah. you know. It's like, okay, yes, yeah, so you can have the Prius model where it's like, yeah, that's a that's clearly a hybrid car. Mm-hmm. 
or you can have a BMW. But also like Mercedes, McLaren, all these people are making like yeah. the fastest cars that are just electric, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like I feel I think the the landscape changed on the hybrid thing when M- McLaren was like, yeah, we just got this car. It goes 0 to 100 in like s- 5 seconds or something. But even just like Tesla how they do it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like I feel like the perspective is switching on that. But like to the point where even GM has now said um I think it's 20 2020 they're also they're gonna have like 18 models or something that are all hybrid or electric you said ge uh gm gotcha yeah ge is now general ge is now yeah doing Um, cars which would make sense like mm -hmm. gm and ge they've merged to just be general yeah they're just gonna be general (laughs) electric motors they're gonna be the gem of this nation yeah um here's my other thing not only like about the current infrastructure and how things can't change but the investment there's too much money on the line for a lot of these things to change where like from like going harping back on it in medicine granted there are a lot of drug companies who don't want like certain things to go through because they're making too much money on drugs yeah that's the same with like the auto industry there's like so many cool things that we already have the technology to do but because of like how the world economy is on the crutch of oil. Like yeah. things aren't going to change. Yeah. There was a, I think it's a documentary. About, I think it's called who killed the electric car or something. It was made like way before Prius even hit mainstream market, but yeah. it's really interesting. And it like talk goes into all of these car makers when electric vehicles started coming around and they're like, he kind of goes in depth of like, okay, here's all of these prototypes. What the heck happened? Why didn't anybody make these? You got those lobbyists, you know, in Washington trying Pretty, not to change things. All kinds of crap going on over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's really interesting. But now to see that shift finally coming in of like other companies being like, all right, well, if you guys aren't going to let us change it, then we're just going to do it force ourselves. It. Yeah. Tesla's awesome. like, all right, if you're not going to let us sell our cars, we'll just do it ourselves and we're going to sell them in the mall. And then like, I think then it was the supercars came out with the, their hybrid stuff. When those started adopting those things and trying to show that it's like you're not losing power yeah. by going electric, that was where like things like, oh, like we can have a fully like functioning yeah. car that's electric. Um, I think that it's interesting so awesome. how like um, what we want is like, oh, well, okay, what I want is yeah. like teleportation would be awesome or like faster space travel, blah, blah, blah. But when you think about it, like we're talking about travel and that's the innovation that we're talking about right now is cars. Like that is an innovation that can be happening real quick. Yeah. Like you said 2020, a lot of this stuff is happening. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I feel like, like looking back, it's like we switched from like horse and carriage, car, you know, electric car, hybrid, and then it's like, Totally. Boom, this, whatever's next, you know? Even thinking about, like, how we went from, yeah, horse and carriage to, like, Mercedes is making, like, we have car companies now. Like, yeah. And I feel like, okay, so here's the thing. So, like, it was easier for that to change, like, that infrastructure to change because you're building on top of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, okay, we already have all these roads. Now we're going to pave them, you know? Yeah. And expand. And like the car is literally just replacing it, but yeah. to change everything, the else. concepts, you know, yeah. of these are not how roads work anymore. That's a bigger thing. I feel like, and replacing it. Do, okay. Do you think that we could ever just like a new innovation would just be like, 
oh yeah, we started a new city and it's how things probably should have worked, but we didn't know how it was going to grow. I feel like it would take someone like Elon Musk to like just buy a bunch of land somewhere in, you know, in the Midwest and just be like, this is a new, like, this is how I'm doing a city. Yeah. It was just the city of Tesla. Mm-hmm. Elon town. Yeah. Star city. It would uh, be like, a, you know, it'd be a super, kind of like what uh, Walt Disney tried to do in Florida, like him making his Disney town, yeah, you know, yeah. like a utopian sort suburbia whatever i would be so down for that if they didn't like push any like utopian kind of stuff and didn't try to make it like scary overlord sounding but it's just like hey look at these are what we current this is what we currently can do if we all adopted this yeah again i think funding if we had started now building cities this is what we would have done you know like rather than building on the existing infrastructure stuff this is like what we could have done and what we should have done that would be so cool and like when you think about where cities are like cities exist because of like people found places that are good places to survive and stuff. And then this was great land to farm on. This yeah. was a great, this is a point where Portland's like nice two rivers meet, you know? Yeah. And so like, this is a good port Valley, you know, this thing. is where people can like import things from blah, blah, blah. And so like, we have a lot of access. Yeah. You know? But now and we have drones and planes and hyperloops. That so can, it doesn't like cities can literally be anywhere. Like yeah. it doesn't like there's less restrictions on those. things. I mean, look at like Dubai that just like, came out like i know it's been in process but they're they're literally like building an island there <laughs> like they're just like yeah and that one a lot of to do with funding like they have the money to show you like this is what we could have money. done exactly and they're like they're doing like they're in the middle of a desert you know granted there's a lot of like they're on the edge of like there's an ocean there yeah but they're like they're it's all sand you know it's like and they've created like the biggest like the top three or two out of the top three tallest buildings are in dubai right? yeah it's something crazy like that it's insane like super vertical and I'm sure like architecture is awesome. Super it's futuristic. Like very modern and futuristic and all that stuff. Like that'd be super cool. What if we, what if they just did that? Just like, all right, Kansas, guess what? You're getting a new town. All right. What are we getting? It's going to be the future. All Here's right. Another thing though. So we talked about how like oil money doesn't want things in the car industry to change. And, um, like the pharmaceutical companies don't want certain innovations in medicine because they don't want to lose all their money. Yeah. I feel like if we tried to build a certain type of town like that in Kansas or in Iowa, it'd be a lot of farmers are like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa, hey, whoa. Hang on. Wait, we're, we're, we're farming over here. We don't want all of this. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. So I feel like, I feel like that's the hardest thing about um, like this. So we have, a lot of the technology I think that we need to do some of this stuff. Uh-huh. I feel like the hardest part of innovation is the fact that people don't want to change, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I feel like that's a thing that like, unless it's shoved down your throat and like how easy this could be or how much better this can be. I feel like a lot of people don't want to change. So what we need to do then first develop a compact and super high tech way of farming to where they're like, all right, you got this plot of land. 10 feet. You got 10 square feet. Here's the problem though. You know, like I imagine that we have technology to do that. Like scientists are creating different ways on how to farm so that people can farm in deserts. You know, like there's a lot of research going into this. You think we have corn that grows in 10 minutes? I don't know about 10 minutes. I just imagine there's a lot of research going. And okay. First of all, Mm -hmm. let me finish my first point before I go on. this. (laughs) There's a lot of research going into like how to make more sustainable, like farming and et cetera. Right. Yeah. You're, you're make like you're, researching and developing people out of jobs you know yeah so that is one that like you tell a farmer in iowa that we've created a better way for you to farm or whatever it's like 
cool. Now I'm making a bill like so much less money. You know, it's like, yeah, you're, you're like innovating someone out of a job, which is that how people have to move forward, you mm-hmm. know, but it's still like, that's another thing that why people are not going to want to change. So like, even if you have a cooler way to like, you can farm all of your years worth of food in this amount of land. Totally. It's like a change that I'm pretty sure people aren't going to want to do on top of that. When you try and like, infuse that much like technology into how people are farming then there's a whole this whole state would be like that's not organic you know like that's not natural and i feel like so that's another thing that you'd have to think about like not only are you becoming more efficient but you're also like alienating people who want to be natural yeah so no super city then i feel like i want it so bad but every time i think about it i'm just like I, c- I can think right now of a billion roadblocks of how well, why it would never happen. All right. So you and I, we're going to start a Kickstarter to buy some farmland in Kansas. And then you're set that- on Kansas. I don't know why I said Iowa. You're, you want Kansas. I feel like we should go to Montana. I feel like it's a beautiful state. Yeah. Montana is a beautiful state. You don't want to wreck Montana. What's in Kansas? Oh, it's good flat. point. There's you don't want to ruin Montana. Yeah. Go to Kansas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then maybe we block some tornadoes. Things where we end up in pretty good state. That could be a risk. We'd have to also build tornado-friendly skyscrapers if we're just going to build in the middle of Kansas. Who said anything about skyscrapers, though, right? This innovation doesn't necessarily have to be vertical. Do you want to do like a city of Ember underground kind of situation? I don't know. There's so many opportunities. There's all kinds of things. We'll have to talk to Mr. Musk. Yeah, he'll be Call Mr. Tesla himself. Yeah, get some cool research on that. I like it. All right. It's been a good show. I think so, too. We were all over the place. We were, like, talking about cartoons for a second there, talking about camping. Then we got real deep about, like, innovation stuff. Yeah. That was very interesting. I like that topic. Got really into it. If you have questions for us about anything or you have something you want to add to the discussion here because we've had a lot of random thoughts or if there's something that we didn't finish, if there's a thought we started on and didn't finish, write in to sayyourthing at gmail.com. As always, this has been the Things and Stuff podcast. You can follow me at the Sneath and me at Jeremy underscore one. And you can follow the show at things stuff pod. If you want to be a part of the show, remember write in to say your thing at gmail.com things and stuff posts every Thursday. So we'll see you here next week. Bye-bye. Yeah.